Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about two essential ingredients for answered prayer. And so if you're joining us on this 21 days of prayer and fasting, it's been amazing so far. And I wanted to hop on and just give you a couple of uh, master keys that are going to help you in seeing the answers to your prayers. And so if you've been watching the last few episodes I talked about in one of them out of the book of Daniel, where it talks about how from the first day you pray, God hears your prayer. If you are righteous, the Bible says that his ears are open to your prayers. But the two ingredients that I'm going to talk about today, I believe uh, are key to seeing the manifestation of the answer to whatever you're believing for in your life. Now, these are not the only two things, right? But these are the two biggest things that I see people fall short in that can cause your prayers to not be answered. They can hinder the answer in your life. So let's jump right into it. The first essential ingredient for answered prayer is what you say after you finish praying. And my husband just did a podcast on watching your mouth and watching your words. So I encourage you to check that out as well. But I want to talk about this because I hear people all the time, you know, they say that they're praying for something. They say they're believing for something. Um, and then the way that they talk about it is totally contrary. They talk as if God did not hear their prayer. They talk as if a God has not answered their, is not answering their prayer. And what that does is it cancels out the manifestation of what you're believing for. Because many times, especially, and we're going to read a scripture here in a second, but especially when it comes to praying for people, if you're believing, um, you know, praying for someone, maybe it's in your family or, or a friend, you know, you pray for them and then you call up your friend on the phone and you basically curse them with your words and talk about how they're doing so bad. Their life is falling apart. Uh, they're so far from God, all this kind of stuff. You are literally, God wants to send the answer. God wants to send his angels to help that person. But as you begin to open up your mouth after you pray and you start cursing that person with your words, you're negating the very thing that you're believing leaving for. So let's read this scripture in Luke chapter one. This is Luke one, the story of Zacharias, uh, him and his wife, Elizabeth, they were older in age and Elizabeth was barren. They were not able to have children. And so it says in verse 13, that when Zacharias was praying in the temple, an angel appeared to him and it said, the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your petition of prayer has been heard. So they, he was praying and this angel literally comes to tell him, hey, your prayers have been heard. And he says, and your wife will bear you a son and you will name him John. So this angel's coming to tell him, hey, we've, hey, God has heard your prayer and we're going to answer it. You wanted a son and you're going to have a son and his name is going to be John. And then he goes on to say how he's going to have this amazing calling of God on his life. And it's, it's all glorious, right? Uh, his prayer is getting answered. Praise the Lord. So you would think he would just be like, praise God. But no, this is what happens. Um, in verse 20, or no, let's skip up to verse 18. Zacharias said to the angel, how will I know this for certain? For I am an old man and my wife is advanced in years. 
So his words, instead of believing what the angel said, he said, I don't know how that's going to happen. Uh, we're advanced in, in years, you know, that seems, you know, impossible. And it says the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the very presence of God. And I have been sent to speak to you and bring you this good news. And behold, you shall be silent and unable to speak until the day when these things take place, because you did not believe my words which will be fulfilled in their proper time. So literally God had to strike Zacharias mute because he, because he did not believe that his prayer was going to be answered, that he was going to bear a son, right? That they were going to have a son because he didn't believe that God literally had to shut his mouth because he, he, uh, obviously had a spirit of unbelief going on and he was going to be cursing with his mouth, the very thing that God was trying to do in response to his prayer. This is, this is, we do not want to be like that, right? So I'm going to read you another scripture. This is Mark 11, Mark 11, 24. It's, uh, this is Jesus talking. And I consider Jesus an expert on prayer, an expert in the Christian faith. He said, therefore, I say to you, all things which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them and they will be granted to you. Believe, when you pray, believe that you have received it. Not when you see it, but when you, when you pray, the moment that you pray, believe that you have received it. And if you believe that you have received it, then you wouldn't be going out and talking negative about the very thing that you just prayed for. The way that I hear some people talk, you know, they'll complain about a certain situation for 10 minutes. And then at the end be like, yeah, you know, I'm just really praying and believing God for a miracle. Okay. If you prayed Obviously, you don't believe that God heard your prayer if this is the way you're talking about the situation. And this is not to make anybody feel condemned. Maybe you're like, oh my gosh, I'm guilty of that. Look, we've all been guilty of it a time or two. If you realize, you know what? I've been cursing the very thing that I was praying for. You repent and ask the Lord to forgive you and to help you and to begin to speak in line with what you're believing for. If you're, uh, you know, standing on several scriptures, you're believing for the salvation of a loved one, or maybe you're believing for a breakthrough in your marriage or a breakthrough in your finances or anything, whatever scriptures you're standing on. Every time you feel tempted to complain about the situation, instead speak those scriptures, begin to speak faith and believe that God heard your prayer. Just because you haven't seen it manifested yet doesn't mean that it's not coming. So begin to speak in line and believe that God heard your prayer and that you have whatever you've asked for. If you have it, it's going to be reflected right in, in your attitude on. It's going to be reflected in the way that you speak, in the way that you act, begin to act in faith as if what you've already prayed for is done. And there's another scripture in the Bible. I don't remember exactly where it is, but it talks about Lord set a guard over my mouth. I don't know about you, but on this time of fasting and prayer, I want to pray that over myself. Lord, set a guard over my mouth that I might not be like Zacharias, that when God speaks to me, that when I pray something, that I, I just don't believe that it's really going to happen, right? We don't want to be like that. But this, and this is why I'm telling you, this is one of the essential ingredients for answered prayer. When you make this small change, I'm telling you, I believe it's totally going to change your prayer life. You're going to begin to see things manifest like that. 
Because this this is a, a huge key. And I encourage you to study Mark 11, 23 and 24. Meditate on those scriptures until it becomes a revelation to you. Until it becomes real to you. Until it begins to burn in your heart. And you can say like Paul said, we have the same spirit of faith that we believe and therefore we speak. When you pray and you believe, after you pray, you're going to speak accordingly. Speak as if God has heard you. And God has sent your answer in Jesus name. And so that's essential ingredient. Number one is speak in line with the word of God. After you've prayed, talk like God heard you talk like God heard you and is answering your prayer. That is essential ingredient. Number one, here's the second one. These are just two things that have been on my heart lately. The second one is pray with fervency, praying with fervency, with a heartfelt fervent, uh, fervent prayer. And I'm going to read you the story out of first Samuel chapter one about Hannah. Hannah is a great, um, example of exactly what I'm talking about. Fervent prayer, fervent prayer. So let's, let's, let's read the story first. Um, so she was not able to have any children. And so it says that as often as she went up to the house of the Lord, she would, she would provoke her meaning, um, her husband's other wife, that she was able to have kids and Hannah would get upset. And the Bible says that she wept and would not eat. That's first Samuel, um, one seven. She wept and would not eat. What is this fasting? She's fasting. She was so, um, distressed over her situation that she was fasting. And then it says, um, she was greatly distressed and she prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. And then it goes on to say that she made a vow to the Lord saying, Lord, if you'll give me a son, I will give him back to you. I will give him back to you. And then it uh, goes on to say um, that in verse 12, it says, now it came about as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli was watching her mouth as for as for Hannah, she was speaking in her heart and only her lips were moving and her voice was not heard. So Eli thought she was drunk. So the way that she was praying she was so um, distressed. She was crying out to God with such fervency that Eli, who was the priest, literally thought that she was drunk. Okay. That means that it was expressive. It says that she was, she was crying out to the point where her lips were moving, but no sound was coming out that she was pouring out her heart and soul to God. That is fervent prayer. That is not just like, Father God, I just pray um, that you would just bless me today, Father God. You know, the, the way some people pray, it's like, do you even believe that God hears you? You know what I mean? We need to pray with a fervency, with fervency. You're talking to a real God that hears you. And when you cry out to him like Hannah did, let's see what happened for her. You will receive your answer. And so he said, how long will you make yourself drunk? Put away your wine. And Hannah replied and said, no, my Lord, I am a woman oppressed in spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord, poured out her soul before the Lord. And then he it goes on to say, Eli answered her and said, go in peace and may the God of Israel grant your petition that you have asked of him. And she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and she ate and her face was no longer sad. Her face was no longer sad. Going back to the first point, this is a great example as well. After she prayed, she fervently poured out her soul to God. And then 
Eli told her, you're, you're going to receive whatever you've asked for. May you receive the thing that you've cried out for. And she broke her fast because she believed that it was done. She, it says she went away and ate and she was no longer sad. It was reflected in her countenance. And I believe it was reflected in the way that she began to speak. It was reflected in the way that she carried herself, that even though in that moment, she still did not have a son, she still didn't have a child in that moment. But because she believed that God heard her prayer, she went away and she was no longer sad. Why? Because she believed that God had heard her. And so I want to encourage you, Fervent prayer, like Hannah, poured out her heart and soul to God to the point that Eli thought she was drunk. What would that look like for you? That you are pouring out your heart and soul for God. You know, are you just passively believing for something? Many people, you know, they say they're believing for something, but, you know, how how much do you, how bad do you really want the thing that you're believing for? How badly do you want to see the will of God come to pass in your life? Do you want it bad enough to fervently cry out to God and not just pray religious prayers that you've heard other people pray. Lord, I just thank you that, um, I know that father God, that you're going to help me today. And, and the way you hear some people pray, you can tell they just don't care or they don't, you know, they don't really believe that they're going to see a breakthrough. And so let me read you this other scripture as well. James five, uh, verse 16. Along these same lines, it says, confess your trespass one to another and pray for them that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. It doesn't say that any prayer avails much. It says that the effective and fervent prayer, another translation says the earnest and the heartfelt prayer of the righteous avails much. Put your heart into what you're praying. Begin to pray with a fervency, a fervency. And you know, the other day, just uh, uh, as an example of this, I my husband was working from home the last couple of days. And so I was, you know, I've been praying here. And so obviously he could hear me praying. And after I was done praying, he's like, you know, I never realized Romans 8, where it talks about groanings, groanings in the spirit. He was like, I realized that it's not just talking about tongues. After I heard you pray, I realized that there's another type of groaning in the spirit, which is exactly right. Many people just think it's like a robo tolo go. It's not, it's not just, it, you know, it's, there's a groaning in the spirit. There is a fervency that can come on your prayer life that when you are crying out to God, that you feel, you begin to feel your spirit kick in and you know, something is happening in the spirit realm. Like it says in that James five scripture, literally that, that, uh, it says that the prayers of the righteous availeth much that there is tremendous power being released on your behalf. When you begin to cry out to God from your heart and from your spirit. So I want to encourage you during this time of prayer and fasting to implement these two ingredients, uh, to speak in line with what you're believing for, number one. And number two, to cry out to God with a fervency. What are you believing God to see this year? Begin to cry out to him from the depths of your heart. And just like was it was for Hannah, I believe that God will grant your request, whatever it is in Jesus' mighty name. And I wanna encourage you, if you have a testimony from this time of prayer and fasting, we wanna hear it. Either leave it in the comments section of this video, or there's also a section on our website where you can send in testimonies. We would love to hear from you and rejoice with you about what God is doing in your life. And as always, we also wanna give you 
you an opportunity to sow into this ministry. Uh, if you have been blessed by the preaching and teaching of God's word, uh, we want you to partner with us financially to, so that we can see more people reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And whoever sows any amount um, from this broadcast, I will go ahead and send you a copy of my book. Uh, it's titled A Glorious Bride. It's, it's uh, a book basically about what is the role of the end time church. Jesus is not coming back for a defeated church, but he is coming back for a glorious bride, a glorious church. And so we will send this to anyone that sows any amount just as a way to say thank you so much. Uh, and if you would like a copy of the book, make sure you send us your address. Uh, you can do that on our website. If we do not have your address, we cannot send you the book. Um, but we would love to send that to you. And we want to say thank you in advance and God bless you in Jesus mighty name.